Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Colossal Supremo. Go! Your destination for soccer talk with Emmy Award winning play by play man Dan Dibley Squirt. and international soccer savant Rick Kittle. Work it, work it. Let's kick it off. Well, Rick, no better way to wrap up 2019 than with another rousing edition of Golasso Supremo. Go! Burrito Supremo. No. Colazo Supremo. Although, yes, a little sour cream and guacamole may work on this as well. So much to talk about. Full slate of Premier League games, of course, Champions League draw, managerial changes, mm-hmm. and Cristiano Ronaldo somehow rising to the wow. heavens in one single leap. But where do you want to begin, Rick? Well, I just want to let just... people know that we're not doing any cheesy awards show. It's like time a lot to do the best, do. Of, uh, best of 2019. What are you thankful for on Thanksgiving? Well, the <laughs> Defender of the Year award goes to... <laughs> Silent but By the way, I want to let people know that if they want to... Um, some celebrities are doing this, and you and I are huge radio celebrities. Huge. Um, if somebody wants to call me, my home phone number is 510 Five the. Three one. I didn't get those middle digits. It's five one zero three three one. Okay, That's, there you go. Yeah, perfect. All right, I'm All glad right. I got that a second time. Yes. So just, just so you know, contact me. Shoot in, me a text. Yeah, in case people want to uh, get at me, mm-hmm. get at me, dog. Mm-hmm. Let's talk Champions League, Rick. Straight Let's off, do it. Straight off the drop. Let's because do it. The draw happened. The draw occurred, and uh, some interesting matchups out there as we get down to the final sixteen. And we got to always start. With your guys, your boys, the Tottenham Hotspur situation. It's nice to be part of the conversation. It is. It's good to be in the mix. It's good to have a a dog in the fight, so to speak. What did you make of the draw against Leipzig? Couldn't have gone any better. Well, that's the thing. It's On the one hand, they are the number one team in Germany. The team that's in fifth place put 10 goals past Tottenham in the previous round in two games. So, listen, you're not going to get any soft touch at this point. But yes, you didn't get a Real Madrid. You didn't get a, you know, uh, one of these teams, Juventus, that you think... PSG. Barcelona. Your Atalantas. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't mind it, Atalanta, actually. But I think this is hilarious. This is real briefly. This is an article from The Sun. And I'll preface this by saying Europeans have no idea what it's like uh, to go long distances like when um, I asked my relatives in Germany if they ever go to Amsterdam and they go, Amsterdam? That's like saying, hey, you ever drive to Salt Lake? Mm, wow. It's three hour drive. <laughs> and it's like. Salt Lake's a little further than three right, hours. But it's but like asking point, us, right. hey, you ever go to Salt Lake? Tahoe. Uh, it's too far. So there was an article in the Sun. It says Spurs fans left with travel nightmare to reach Leipzig. And it says. London to Dusseldorf, Dusseldorf to Leipzig, two hours, 40 minutes. 
<laughs> you gotta be kidding me. No, that's flight time, obviously. Nightmare. Yes. Wow, I gotta change planes in Dusseldorf? So basically, if it's two hours and 40 minutes with a change, that's not even flying into San Antonio, which is much further. Like it's you barely say, going Lake. to spring training. Yeah, Arizona's about an hour and 40, so it's a little right. spring training plus. Maybe it's Denver yeah. with an, an unfortunate stopover in Salt Lake. Right. Because you booked cheap, you didn't book far enough in advance, and now you have to stop in Salt Lake for 45 right. minutes Well, and the last two plans. years I went to Philly, I had to stop one time in Denver and one time in St. Louis, and just my first stop would have been like less than the entire. I just think it's cute. That the Europeans, what they regard as a long ways away. No, hilarious. And it's, you know, you talk about the continent, and if you're leaving England, you have to leave the island and go to the main continent, and I'm sure that can be a little bit uh, unsightly. Yes. You get pretty continental at that yeah, point. Yeah, you know, that, that time spent over the water, all 30 minutes of it flying from <laughs> England and to now, France. And now, I just, for the first time I ever took the Eurostar in October, and I went from London to, to the Garden Ord in two hours and 40 minutes. And that's on a boat? No, that's on a train. That's okay. The underneath channel. in the channel. Gotcha. Yes. The Eurostar. The tube or the channel. It's it the channel the in tube. it. Silvery. The ch- I think I like tube better than channel. Yeah. Channel sounds like a long night of drinking gone bad. It does. And did I did remember- you channel last night on the floor? <laughs> or was that the cat? Totally. Oh, it must have been the cat, bro. Did you yak or did you channel? Exactly. My uh, this priest and uh, they were all FBI, foreign-born Irish, all the nuns and priests. Well played. Yes, and it's just like most of the uh, people who go to church are CEOs, Christmas and Easter only. <laughs> but anyway, Strong. he used to always uh, say on uh, Thanksgiving, "Are you gonna have turkey or chicken?" I'm like, "Look, just flip those turkey and chicken. Why do you got to say turkey or chicken?" Weird Irish are weird. Super weird. Yes. Uh, elsewhere in the Champions League, we've got uh, Dortmund. Taking on PSG, the mm-hmm. aforementioned Paris That's, uh, Saint-Germain. Paris Saint-Germain, they are through that round. Yeah, it shouldn't be much of a difficulty. Probably the biggest blockbuster pairing in the 16s. Real Madrid, Manchester City, Manchester City, Real Madrid. Who do you like, Ricky? It's funny. Um, my engineer at my other job is a huge Real Madrid fan, and he's like, it's over. We're done. <laughs> That's the way he's looking at it. And how times have changed. It used to be because Tottenham got Real Madrid in the Champions League when they first got in uh, with uh, the team with Bale and Modric and Harry Redknapp. And once we got to Real Madrid, we realized that it was, in fact, over. Right. Now you got Real Madrid seeing an English team thinking it's over. Right. But and it's, you know. I might have to agree. I think Man City does get through that. It You would figure, but Man City's been so inconsistent of late, uh, uneven results in the Premier League and at times head-scratching decision-making. But if they are healthy, De Bruyne and Sterling, and even if Kun is not out there, Gabriel Jesus has filled in very solidly in mm-hmm. his stead. The only question you would have is the back-end pairing with Stones, still not quite ready, and uh, Laporte, who's been out the majority of the year. Mm-hmm. That's some good Man City knowledge right there. Yeah, watching a lot of Prem, watching a lot of Man City, and yeah. uh, my fantasy Premier League team dictates a lot of my uh, my coverage, my focus. First uh, team besides Tottenham I ever saw was Man City. This is before the Premier League. This is the old first division. This was 1991 at White Hartland. Man City beat Tottenham 1-0. A Niall Quinn goal. That's when the old Peter Reed was pulling the strings in midfield, who had gray hair at the 86 World Cup. And I'm like, why is this guy still playing? And then we lost. Prematurely gray. You never yes. know. And shout out Kelly Gray, too, my former partner with the Earthquakes. Oh, very nice. we're talking about various grays. Shout out Steve Martin, prematurely gray. Really? Yeah. And Mel Gray, in his 20s. Course, former Lions, uh, <laughs> great safety, I believe. Sonny Gray, of course. Yeah. Our good friend. Man, what a flash Who in the pan. Who once slapped me on the be. knee and told me to take a joke. <laughs> 
<laughs> and did you? <laughs> I did, yes. Atalanta, the aforementioned Atalanta, against uh, Valencia and maybe the biggest who cares pairing of the Champions League. <laughs> some There's some Valencia fan. I refuse to ever Seriously. listen again. <laughs> You're dead to me, Galasso Supremo. It's terrible. Daniele Di Debele and Enrique Titi. I missed it. It wasn't pitch perfect. Uh, Atleti yeah. against Liverpool, for me, really the the biggest let's pull for the underdog yes. pairing of the 16s. Let's go for the uh, the the kids down there at the Wanda Metropolitan. Yes, the the people's team. Yes, very in good. Uh, Madrid, the against, blue collar uh, team, the juggernaut of all juggernauts, Liverpool. Yet with to the lose. big jugs. Yes, and uh, some Liverpool transfer news coming up here later. Yes, in the podcast as we go to the far east mm-hmm. for that news. But uh, Chelsea and Bayern should be fun for those of us who support the Blues. Not a very easy test. For uh, Chelsea and their their rampant youth, I'll say this to you, Chelsea fans, like you, Dibs. The that last game uh, the, in the Champions League uh, group stages at the Allianz Arena, Tottenham, nothing could change. Bayern was going to win the group. Tottenham was second, and Tottenham sent um, mostly a youth team. Bayern ran all their starters out there, and I thought, what in the world is going on? And then Coleman hyperextends his knee. I think if I was the owner, I might fire the coach. Like, what the frick are you doing yeah, right now? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that's something that could affect that uh, home sure. and home coming <laughs> later next year. Lyon against Juventus. And uh, now is as good a time as any yeah. to talk about the Cristiano Ronaldo goal where he leaps. Shout out Leipzig. But he leaps <laughs> in the air and, and seems to hang above the defender for an eternity before heading home the deciding goal in yesterday's Serie A test. That was against Sampdoria, which is one of the two teams I like. And I like Lazio because Paul Gascoigne out there. I like Sampdoria, which plays in the Estadio, Estadio Luigi Ferraris, sorry, in Genoa. They share with Genova. And they are an amalgamation of Andrea Doria and Samprezi. And they came together and they go, let's just call our team Sampdoria, which doesn't roll off the tongue well. But anyway, I like Sampdoria. Ronaldo, it's one of those things, and I've seen it before, um, but it's been a while, where there's a guy like you and I jumping and getting a whole three inches, and Ronaldo's waist is above his head. And not only has he reached those heights, he seems to glide along there for a while. And even in slow motion, you see the guy go up and down, and Ronaldo's still gliding. Yeah. I, I remember one time I saw Jurgen Klinsmann do this in his prime where he got above the guy, he rocketed his full body back and came down like a catapult with his head. The commitment that these guys put into scoring is scary sometimes. But Ronaldo, once I mean, people already bowed down. Even people who don't like him have to bow down on that. Uh, just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, straight up <laughs> jetpack. I almost sent that to you, but I'm like, I'm sure he saw that. No, I saw it, and I immediately thought that this was a straight-up RTB, (laughs) reverse teabagging, because he jumps so high, and he's going for the ball, but it's the other balls that are involved, and he Mm. basically gives the guy an RTB. A reverse mm-hmm. teabag. The Rick Tittle bollocks. <laughs> Something like that. It's bollocks, I say, as he goes up and heads home the game winner. Crazy. Anytime he's on the pitch, you you watch. He's just an unbelievable talent. A six-pack with Jets. Yes. Man, 12-pack and, oh, don't even get me started on those smoky brown eyes, Rick. Oh. Right. <laughs> uh, Napoli and Barcelona rounding out the Champions League round of 16. And at this point, we should talk about Yesterday's uh, snoozer in the Clasico, Barcelona and Real Madrid, nil, nil 
Was the fix in, in light of all the political machinations going on down there in Barcelona? That's a great question of which I do not have the answer. I know I'm John Paul Baseball right now. That's a good question, Dad. Maybe it's a good time to talk about the coach that Napoli fired, who has taken over at Goodison in Carlo Ancelotti. How about that? You had a few good years with him there down at uh, Stamford Bridge. No doubt, and it's not yet an official signing. We're still waiting for the I's to be dotted and the T's to be crossed or the, the T's to be the dotted. The L's to be looped. Yes, the L's <laughs> to be looped and all of the punctuation to be mm-hmm. appropriate. But that the, the first of two big signings is Everton and Arsenal both look to make moves. But Ancelotti... Everton in a real dire situation right now in relegation country. It's relegation city, baby! (laughs) They are. They are Eric Dyer right above the trap door right now. And it's funny, I talk about my uh, Everton friend with the self-deprecating humor. They had a picture of David Moyes wearing this, like, Pagliacci clown hat and this big, huge Super Mario mustache (laughs) saying, Ancelotti reports to press conference. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, those crazy Italians. Oh, I know. They can be so funny. Uh, Arsenal reportedly are close to agreeing on a deal with Arteta, a three and a half year deal. It's always my favorite in soccer, these half year deals, but because the, the signing happens mid year, mm-hmm. you give them the rest of this year, and then you give them three and a half total years, three full years on the back end. When do you think of Michael Arteta going Ar- to Anfield Arteta, or going to Arsenal? Arteta rather? was one of those players that. For Spain and for Everton forever, he was just Mr. Reliable. He had that Devo plastic hair, kind of like Steve Bono, just hair that wouldn't move. It was just plastic and perfect at all Are times. Are we not men? We are Devo. <laughs> That's right. The, the de-evolution of man. <laughs> and I got to say, I'm surprised by that, that they're going to stay in-house uh, and make a commitment to Arteta. Arteta, to me, but then again, he was like a Dave Martinez, a quiet number two, but then look what Dave Martinez did with the Nationals, so yeah. who knows. And uh, in the meantime, it, it will be Freddie Lundberg, who's not the interim manager, and this is one of my favorite things that I learned today, the caretaker manager. That's right, he is isn't the that, caretaker. Isn't that so much nicer than interim? Because here in the States, when you give a guy the job, like in Washington right now, they've got Bill Callahan, who's the interim head coach. It's so dirty. It's so, it's so like clinical and like hospital antiseptic caretaker feels much better like he's just gonna take care of you guys but doesn't it also caretaker managers sound like head grave digger kind of the caretaker manager. yes that would be the undertaker <laughs> manager oh that would be the undertaker yes. why was i thinking it was caretaker that would be a guaranteed okay. relegation undertaker side. <laughs> i'm gonna begin the undertaking of us going down oh. a league speaking of just quick relegation mm-hmm. i saw something uh, earlier today i was watching sky sports yes your beloved mk dons in real trouble of being relegated mm, from what uh, a shame from league one down to league two that's what they so. get from moving from wimbledon yeah yeah, I just thought I'd throw that out in quick uh, promotion relegation news. I'll throw out a little thing for you. Throw it. Uh, some Tottenham news, by the way. Rick Tittle with Dan Dibley here. Golazo Supremo. It's great reset. The uh, Thank you. The um, the, the Tottenham uh, fan base forever has been known as the Yiddos because Tottenham had Jewish ownership back in the day. Uh, they have Jew- Jewish ownership right now, by the way. Um, and they did before with Alan Sugar, but they did before that with Irving Scholar, who almost got them bankrupt. But um, they always say Yids, and during the game, you'll hear the drum go. The Yids. Yids. Just (laughs) Just Yids. Yids. And so at the beginning of last year, some non-Jewish Christian liberals said, this is a great offense to Jewish people. You can't do this anymore. 
And they looked around. They're like, we can't. So they did an official study, and we got the results two days ago. The YID study is in? The YID study is in. 33% of respondents in the study use the Y word regularly, but only in a footballing... The word. <laughs> it's the Y word, but only in a, a footballing context. 18 of the respondents that do not use the term in footballing context consider it offensive. Only 12% of the respondents would use the term outside of a footballing contest, but 94% of the respondents acknowledge that the Y word can be a racist term against a Jewish person, and half of all respondents would prefer to see Tottenham stop using it altogether. Look, we know that Yid is short for Yiddish for Yiddo and all that. Um, and I'm not Jewish, so I'm not going to take one side or the other. If you're offended by something, you are like the term Oriental just means Eastern. But if that offends you, then you're offended by it. Um, but the people that I talked to when I was back there who were Jewish saying we are Yids, we like saying Yids. I think if this original outrage had come out from a group from the Anti-Defamation League, then I would probably think more about it. People calling themselves one thing, uh, I don't have a problem with it officially, but as I said, it's 2019, so you never know. It has to go. It's 2019, so you never know, and so it has to go. And that's unfortunately where we are. And I, if, I, if I the saw, glove fits, the yes, whole thing. Yeah. you must acquit. Mm -hmm. I saw some news earlier where a couple of, uh, not English Premier League teams, but English football clubs have been fined for some homophobic language that has been hurled by their fans onto the pitch. And this always makes me think about that nasty tradition from the Mexican national team and their fans right. yelling the P word, right. basically calling the opposing goalie something that is a, a slur, essentially. And yet there's no mm -hmm. real reprisals for that. Mm -hmm. And yet... At least they didn't call him a puto. That's what they call him, I believe, if <laughs> I'm not mistaken. Not Pluto, the, the character from Disney. I know. I believe... I think they should no, call him Goofy some was Mickey's dog, right? Pluto was just some random dog. Yeah. Well, I don't know who owned whom. Now we're getting into that. I mean, I don't know who governed whom. <laughs> I thought Goofy was Mickey's dog and Pluto was just like a friend of the family. I have a suggestion for El Tree and their fan base. Instead of calling them puta or puta, go with something better than either maricon or pendejo. Or maybe hijo de puta. Something and a little bit. Maricon is akin to. Maricon, pendejo, those are very uh, heartwarming terms. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like friend or sure. you know, competitor. Sure. Is that the Spanish equivalent <laughs> of rival? <laughs> Pretty much. This is Rick Tittle dancing around everything here on Golazo Supremo. As always. It's a tango, Gregory it's a little Hines. bit of a rumba. He's doing his Gregory Hines right now. Threw some sand down. Yes, the uh, Ethiopian Shim Sham, for those of you nice. who remember Mel Kind of like the UTEP two-step. Not bad. It's incredible. Let's mm. get to the big news of the day. Yes. Rick, now that we've buried the lead, and it's the rich getting richer yet again. Takumi Minamino. It means more depth is what it means. Not no worries. It means more depth for Liverpool <laughs> Liverpool has announced the signing of FC Salzburg forward Takumi Minamino. His fee, a paltry 7.25 million quid. Just another piece for a team that already has so much depth, it's an excess of riches. It is, and it's smart of them to get a depth piece like that. And that's the thing, if you're a forward like that, who scored bushels of goals in his two years uh, in Austria... 
Uh, he's going to a much bigger league now, but you know they probably look at the success of some other strikers from the Bundesliga that have done well, like a Sun Ming Hung, who of course came from success in the Bundesliga. But at Salzburg, of course, the home of Mozart, a guy who uh, is probably going to be on the bench a little bit, but it's a little fire and it's a little note to the people who think their name is in the uh, lineup sheet every day that you got somebody nipping at your heels. There's some Liverpool news that came out this week that I'm sure warmed your cockles, wherever those are in your body. And that is they completely ignored the League Cup and they went out and they lost to Aston Villa five to nothing because they have bigger fish to fry. And I actually, uh, just to let you know, as I said, this will, this will warm your heart because I know you're not a big League Cup fan. These are the squad numbers of the, the people who played, who played for Liverpool? Liverpool in that game. Wait, wait. I want to write these down because we've got a, a Mega Millions. We've got a Powerball <laughs> coming up. and This might be the winning combo, although they did lose 5-0. They Go lost ahead. 5-0, but this is amazing to me. 75, wow. 99. Wait, 75 was Quam uh, Harris for the Niners. Go ahead. <laughs> Rest in peace. Did he die? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's right. He beat up his boyfriend because he put soy sauce on the rice. Remember, he destroyed the whole Japanese incredible, restaurant. Incredible, incredible sidebar here. Yeah. Uh, 99, 67, uh, 55, 68, 57, 54, 77, 72, 51, and the goalie... What, 106? 62. <laughs> 106.7, the fan. Oh, my God. Can you believe that? The lowest number. Now, that, that doesn't always equate because Ronaldinho, for fun, wore 99. Well, and Alexander-Arnold wears, like, 68 or something. Yeah, to be sassy. But the lowest one was 51, worn by, and he was subbed, worn by the immortal. That's Butkus. Kijana Hoover. Kajana Hoover? Not Carter. No. Kajana Hoover. He's not even on Mount Kajana more. I have never, and this is a knockout phase, I've never seen a League Cup ignored more than this. It's one thing to not play anybody 1 through 15, which are traditionally given to your 15 best players, but to not have anybody south of 51, yes. that tells you how deep into the, uh, forget the uh, the club depth chart, they're going to the crowd at that point. <laughs> Hey, you in the sixth row, put on number 72. You're playing left mid. <laughs> the bloke selling meat pies. <laughs> totally. Can you have a kickabout? Is it all right? <laughs> can Do we you have any boots? Can we include you in the 18? Well, it's funny because that does warm my cockles, but mm-hmm. what freezes my cockles mm. is the reason that they mailed that in, and that's because they had to pay their attention to this cockamamie uh, World Cup of clubs, the Club World Cup. I agree with you. That is a giant waste of time. It's fun to see clubs from different regions play, but it's completely unnecessary. And it took away from not only the League Cup, but also from Liverpool having an actual Premier League game this weekend. You do that in the summer. It's like, what was it? uh, Two summers ago, I went down to San Diego. I saw Tottenham play Roma. That's when you do that crazy crap. Not when you're in the middle of a season. And so I think it did a huge disservice to the the league cup which i respect but as you said they have too many fish to fry i just i couldn't believe that they didn't give a sprinkling of a veteran who's on rehab they have guys on the bench that never play who are in the first team it's like because tottenham will do that 
It's the League Cup, so they give a run out to about six or seven guys that don't usually start, but who are still on the team. They didn't even give a run out to those guys. They ignored it completely. Yeah, and that's what you get in uh, Villa. I don't know if Villa sent their level best, yes. but they sent enough. This is to... their only chance at silverware, sure. Right. So, and so what stage are we at in this uh, prestigious cup? I think they're going to the the quarterfinals okay. now. Liverpool could have really sneezed and beat Villa and been in the quarterfinal, but that was their nightmare, that they'd have another fixture. Instead, they play Saturday in the uh, World Cup, the Club World Cup final. I know they take on a Brazilian side on Saturday, which prevents them from playing. Yeah, so they're out of the league. This Whoever they were supposed to play is not playing this week. Right. So there's just uh, nine matches across the board. Mm -hmm. I think it's West Ham, if I'm not mistaken, who uh, they were supposed to play, but... It all gets underway with that peculiar caretaker manager versus caretaker manager. Mm. One of these caretaker managers <laughs> has got to yield unless to tie. I have two words of Everton advice for them. Everton hosting Arsenal. Yes. Take care. Yes, take care. Thank you. Shout out Drake and uh, the Take Care album, which is one of his biggest uh, releases today. I did not today. know that. Yeah, you got to catch up on your Drake, your Jersey I, Drake. I don't know any of Drake. I mean, not, I know who he is. Yeah. I don't know any of his songs. Very talented. Take yeah. Care was a very popular album okay. back in about... Uh, 2012. Not, not into mumble rap myself. No, not much of a mumbler. He'll sing a little bit. Okay. He'll rap at you. He'll okay. give you a little myriad. Aubrey, what's his name? Aubrey Huff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey from uh, Making the Band 3, <laughs> a.k.a. Aubrella. Very good. Aubrey, who uh, wants to make sure that uh, he shoots the Democrats when they win. That Aubrey, our old friend. Uh, whoa, that got crazy. Which, yeah. which old friend? His tweet, Aubrey Huff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. We're back to... Uh, yeah. Aubrey Huff of the six-week run on mornings on 95.7 The Game. Who could forget the... the... Buker Townie and Huff, <laughs> <laughs> who by could, the way. Who could forget the uh, the meeting at our old studios where every chair was taken and he came late and said, who's getting up for me? I was fired at the time. I missed that. Yeah. That was during the 50-week non-paid vacation that I was on. Was it 50 weeks? 50 to the day, actually. 5-0. So it wasn't a whole year, so you weren't really fired. Fired in March, rehired in February, after I hosted the roast of the outgoing uh, program yes, director. Yes, that's right. JD went through that a little bit. I don't think it was 50 weeks. John Dickinson? Yeah. No, he's been continuous. No, JB, he's been a contiguous employee, I believe. JB let him go. He said, I, I told him I don't have anything for you. He was cool about it. And then he brought him back, and I said, are you all right? And he goes, no hard feelings. But that was not 50 weeks. No, no. It yeah. might have been 50 hours, tops. <laughs> JD is an absolutely needed cog here. He's the number one host of uh, Warriors Pre and Post. He's huge. He uh, has it unlocked. Sometimes bosses, they, they get a little stupid. Yeah, we should probably get off this and uh, focus more on the, the marquee game on Saturday, yes. Rick. It's a battle of Champions League prospective sides, Man City Hosting Leicester. Mm. Uh, Leicester traveling to the Etihad. This is going to be a fun one. A little bit of a contrast in styles. Leicester's defense first, counterpunching approach versus Man City's $300 million quality. This, and I know Leicester fans will probably scream, but we're in December, so I'm not a believer yet. If you go. Shout out the monkeys. If you, that's right. I saw her face. And I will see Jamie Fardy's wife's face, Rebecca Vardy. If they go to Eastlands and win, then I'll start believing. It's a Vardy party this year. The kid's been unbelievable. <laughs> Ain't no party like a Vardy party mm-hmm. as I again The one-man Vardy. My, uh, my fantasy <laughs> Premier League team headlined by Jamie Vardy. That 9.30 Saturday morning. And then a couple of good ones on Sunday. Watford and Man U. 
uh, for your wake and bake special at six o'clock. And bottom then, of the table, Watford. Yeah, hosting though. Mm-hmm. Man, you. This might be a little bit of a letdown spot. Watford desperate. Desperate for a result. If Man U goes to Vicarage Road and loses, then the alarm bells were ringing. And then we might hear the end of Oleg on our Solskjaer's time at Old Trafford. Yeah, we're coming up on just about a year now for uh, for his tenure. And I think he got a, what, a three and a half year deal? Yeah. So he's got a couple more just seasons. Just tell Malcolm Glazer to eat that. Then the marquee matchup of all time, Tittle versus Dibley. Oh, yeah. Dibley versus Tittle. It's at Tottenham I'll Hotspur watch the first Stadium. Half. You, I got to do Raiders more. pre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is this oh, is that tickles me. Spurs now, hosting Chelsea in the final match of the week. You and I might say it's about us, but the rest of the world will say it's Mourinho. Remember this year, being booed at Stamford Bridge, he did the three up and the one down. Oh, I've won three here, three here. Three here. He did it three times to say, screw you. Remember me? And it's like, well, you ain't the coach anymore. So we kind of don't. Right. That's sports. That is sports, especially when you're a guy like Mourinho, who is, you know, 12 to 18 months at a stop mm, and then 12 months skin. out. Yeah. yeah. 50 week unpaid vacation for Mourinho. <laughs> and then uh, we'll see you on the other side. Uh, we do have to talk about the MLS schedule. Yes. It's, it's out. been released. It yes. Been right. Today. The 25th year. Of Major League Soccer. Is it soccer. really? 25 wow, years. I went to the first ever game. Do you remember who it was? Yeah, it was uh, the Clash versus Johnny Hark's DC United. And in 90 plus two, Eric Winalda scored the goal, took off his shirt and ran. And we went crazy at Spartan Stadium. Incredible. And they will have that rematch actually uh, April 11th. It's the San Jose Earthquakes now against DC United. It'll be a replay of the inaugural match from... 1996. Is that intentional? Yes. It's intentional oh, that it's a showcase. It's not the opener of the season. Oh. The season opens in, uh, well, any minute now. I think it said 70 days, <laughs> 72 days. Do so the, we're basically uh, 10 weeks away. And then the Griffins will be playing the Pythons. We have so many expansion teams now. I don't know who's doing what. If I asked you to name no. all. Th- <laughs> no. <laughs> what if I asked you to? No. I mean, do you know who the latest team is that just got added? The 30th team that's well, coming online? Well, Cincinnati came in. Sacramento came in. Miami and David Beckham. And then, yes, they just announced, I think it was a podunk town. Who was it's it? Podunk United. <laughs> <laughs> the Podunk Wanderers. Who is it? I have no idea. I was oh. asking you. No, no. There was another one. They're going to be 30. 30 teams, 10 more than the Premier League, and they're still expanding. They want to get to 32 like the NFL. Yeah, I want them to get to 40. That way (laughs) you can just do legit straight up League A, League B promotion Uh, relegation. But they won't do that. No, of course not. No, the Rochester Rhinos versus the Long Island Ducks. That's what you'll have. I'm trying to do a quick uh, Google here as we're down to the final moments here on Golasso Supremo yeah. to see if we can actually get it, to see if it is Podunk United or might be Podunk Albion. I'm not sure. <laughs> Podunk Rovers. Totally. <laughs> Podunk. I remember when we were starting a uh, soccer team oh in Kensington God. at the bar, Kensington Circus, and it was all English guys and me. And we're like, what should we call the team? And there was an old uh, drunk br- British guy in the back, and he's going, Rovers, Rovers, <laughs> Rovers. And finally, one guy goes, shut up with your Rovers. And he's like, what's so bloody wrong with Rovers? He goes, it's quite old-fashioned, isn't it? 
So now when I hear Rovers, I think that it's quite old-fashioned. Quite old-fashioned, <clears throat> indeed. Uh, it's not the Montreal Impact. It's not Minnesota. It's it is not- Minnesota. No, they've been there, haven't they? Oh, they are? In Cincinnati? No. Uh, the newly retooled Chicago Fire? <laughs> Fuego 2.0? Oh my gosh. We wanted to give great respect to MLS with this podcast too. You were getting there. Look how we're ending the century. Well, not the century, the decade. We're going to edit all this out. Uh, this this stuff will never make it out of post. This was a production of the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.